of all places, the episode of the Meraglim, the Ten Wicked Spies, and the story of Kairach serves as the Makar for a very important halacha. We all know in Davr Shabbatusha that we need at least ten adult Jewish males to be eligible to perform the highest levels of Kedusha, to lane, to say Baruchu, to say Kaddish, to say Kedusha. So what's the source that you need ten people? The Gemara Megillah says, Chav Gimel Amadez. And the Pasuk says, V'nekdashti, I will be sanctified, B'soich B'nais. That to have a Dabr Shabbat you need Toich. How much is Toich? So the Gemara says, well, by the story of Kairach, it says, He badlu mi Toich O'eda. How much is an Eda? Oh, it says in Parsha Shlach, how long will this holy community, this evil community, this Eidara, the Meraglim are called an Eidah. Yeah, but the Meraglim were 12. No, take away Yeshua V'Kalev, so there are 10. So think about it. Where do we learn out Dvarim Shabbat need 10? It says Eidah by the Meraglim. It says Toich by Kairach. It says... Ada by Kairach, so the ten by the Meraglim are sent over to Kairach. It says Toich by Dvarm Shabakdusha. So putting together the story of the Meraglim and Kairach, we learn out that for a Dabr Shabakdusha you need ten people. Very puzzling and ironic that the source of a minion is the Meraglim. According to Rashi, they descended to such a low level, they were Kaifer Baikar. And that's the source that you need ten people. And in fact, it's so puzzling that Rabbin Machaye cites one of the Rishonim, that the Girsa in our Gemara must not be accurate. Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov says it must be that Adavar Shevakdusha is not learnt out of the Meraglim and Koirach, but rather it's learnt out from Yosef HaTzadik. When the brothers came to search for Yosef, it says, Vayavoyu Ache Yosef Lishbar Betoy Chaboim. And there, there were ten brothers. Take away Yosef and Binyamin. But how could you say the source is from Meraglim and Kairach? And yet in our Gersa and the Gemara, according to almost all the Rishayim, is that in fact the source of Indvar Shavakdusha Pachzme Asara is from the Meraglim and Kairach. So what's the reason for that? So there's an interesting Shaila in Halacha. If um, you could be Mitztarif to a minion people who are Mechalalei Shabbos. In Shabbos Shuvah Zecher Yitzchak Simon Beis, he writes that even though in the Shulchan Aruch and Simon on Hay, he brings that Avaryonim, sinners, are Mitzarev to a minion, but Mechalalei Shabbos Befarhesia, no, you cannot be Mitzarev to a minion. But Rav Moshe, in Egres Moshe Chelek Aleph, Arachayim Simon Chav Gimel, he speaks about this at length, and he says, well, if the source of minion is Meraglim and Kairach, and the Meraglim were koifer be'ikar. They said, lo'i na'ale. Therefore, the, the reason why the Meraglim and Kairach is a source of minion is to teach about the quality of the individuals that are required for a minion. Namely, they do not have to be ma'aminim and shaymer taro mitzvah. Ramosha says, if the source of minion is a Meraglim and the Meraglim were koiferim, you could be mitzdarif, a koifer to a minion. Now, Rabbi Sion Abba Shaul and Chelik Beis Simon Chaf of Arlatziyin, he says that when Chazal say the Meraglim or Koifer Beikur, it means on their high level relative to their Tzidkos, 
they were considered kaifrim, but not that they were kaifrim in the literal sense, and therefore Ben Sion Abishol says that you cannot be mitzarif kaifrim to a minion, but Ramosha says if the source of minion is the maraglim, you can be mitzarif or kaifr to a minion. Interestingly, the Bnei Yisachar, in his Sefer Agar de Perka, Islam and Gimel, he has a different take on this. He quotes from Ramanach Mendel Miriminov. Bnei Yisachar says that his, his and his group of tzaddikim, their main focus in learning is to try to determine why certain halachos are learned out from some places and other halachos are learned out from other places. His lashon is, this is our path all day in the Torah. And if the source of Dabr Shabbat is Maraglam and Karach, it's for a very important purpose. There's a Pasuk in Shmuel Beis, Perak Yadal, Pasuk Yadalet. V'lo yisa elaykim nefesh v'chashav machshav o'yisavolti yidach yimeno nidach. That there's a concept. That if God gave us a soul, and our soul is a piece of the divine, then ultimately, even if a person flounders and sins, God is always orchestrating ways for the person to have tikkun and rectification and a way of an ultimate return. Therefore, says the Bnei Sascha, even though Chazal say the Maraglim, but Hashem is always orchestrating ways to bring the soul back, to return to Him, and therefore, Hashem b'toyrasei hakadosha arrange that the source of minion should be from the Maraglim so that, as we know, when somebody says, Dvaram Shabbat Kedusha and answers, uh, Kedusha and Amen, it brings an Aliyah's Neshama. So what could be a bigger Aliyah's Neshama for the Maraglim than that they should serve as a source of Dvaram Shabbat Kedusha so that they should ultimately have a Tikkun, Shalayidach Mimenu Nidach. I would like to offer another take on the subject of why Dvarm Shabbat Kedusha are learned out from the Ten Wicked Maraglam. Let's think about what the Maraglam caused. Look at the repercussions of the Maraglam. Because of them, all the Jewish men between 20 and 60, they died in the Midbar, and they didn't make it into Eretz Yisrael. Because of the Maraglim, we cried to go to Eretz Yisrael, and Hashem said, you're crying for naught, I'll give you good reason to cry. And the first base of English was destroyed, and the second base of English was destroyed, and we are in Gullus today, and all the tragedies of the Gullus are because of the Maraglim. Look what ten people caused. Devastation. Destruction. Disaster. Exile. Tragedy. Why? Because of ten men. Look what ten men can accomplish. Lara. So let's say to ourselves, if this is what ten men could do Lara, they could cause so much disaster, then imagine how much ten men, imagine the power they have if they come together to do a mitzvah, to Davin. Imagine how much good they could cause. We know there's a concept, Mida Toiva Merubah. That God's attribute of goodness and chesed is much greater, 500 times greater than his attribute of punishment. So if 10 men could cause so much devastation, then imagine the kedusha. imagine what kind of spiritual energy 10 men would create. 
if they came together to praise Hashem. So you come to Shul in the morning, a little groggy, half asleep, tired. Do you realize what takes place at a Mariv, at a Mincha? It's like a nuclear time bomb of spiritual power. It's like an atomic bomb of Kedusha. And in this slide, perhaps we can understand what the Sefer Tanya writes. He says, Shamati Miraboisai. If you had an angel standing in the gathering of ten Israelites, ten Jews, even if these ten Yidin do not say a word of Torah, the angel would be gripped with unfathomable terror from the heavenly Shechina. That resides there. Until the angel would completely disintegrate. If ten men could destroy the Jewish people and the Beis Hamikdash and Eretz Yisrael, then imagine the Kedusha that could be generated by ten men. It's unfathomable. An angel would disintegrate. If ten men could bring so much disaster, imagine how much bracha to the earth families, to themselves, to the world, ten men could bring. So if someone's looking for a little bit more bracha in their life, join a minion. A minion could destroy Eretz Yisrael, destroy the base of Mikdash. Imagine how much bracha it could bring. And I was thinking to myself that if ten men could cause death to a whole generation and could even destroy the base of Mikdash, then imagine how much blessing ten men who came together to Davin could bring. And if ten men who come together to Davin could bring so much blessing, imagine ten men come together to learn Torah, which is greater than Davin. Imagine how much blessing they could cause. Well, if a minion could destroy the base of Megdash, then a million, a minion of Yidin who come together to learn, they could certainly build the base of Megdash. By the way, it's something to keep in mind because many people learn Torah on their own or with Chavrusa. But if somebody doesn't attend a shear ever with ten other people, they lose out on the great spiritual energy that a tzibur of Limanatar could cause. It must be, it occurred to me, that if ten men could destroy the base of Mikdash, ten men could build the base of Mikdash. And then the words of Tanah Dvelyo occurred to me. Tanah Dvelyo teaches, Ein Yisrael nigalin, hasar. The Jewish people will not be redeemed from pain. Not from bondage. Not from being displaced. Not from pressure. Not because they don't have food to eat. The ghoul will happen when ten Jews get together. That they sit together. Each one reading. Mikra and Mishnah, Im Chavera with their friend, Vikoilam Nishma. And their voice, their voices are heard. So here we have it. The power of ten men to rebuild the base HaMikdash. You know, when the uh, Rebbe Rashab, Rav Shalomber, escaped the Germans in World War One. so the Rayats took over in 1920, Rav Yosef Yitzchak, and when Lenin came to power and the Bolshevik Revolution, you have to understand that what, that what they were able to do, Enlightenment could not do for 200 years. 
for 200 years in Russia, enlightenment eradicated only 50% of the Jewish people. From, but from 1919 to 1929, not even the communists, the Yutsevskas, the Jewish section of the Communist Party, in 10 years they were able to destroy the Jewish people in a way that has not been accomplished in 200 years of enlightenment. Of course, only Jews could do it to themselves. The Yusevskas, led by a man, he had smicha from Reb Chaim Grazinski, he learned in Tells, his name was Shimon Dimenstein, that in 10 years, the Yusevskas almost mamish, completely annihilated, decimated Jewry in the Soviet Union, and it remained that way for 70 years until the fall of communism. By the way, ultimately, Stalin destroyed the whole Yusevskas because uh, they were too Jewish for him. And in a very, very moving story, the Rayats took nine Talmidim. He said, most of the Jews today live in the Soviet Union. If the Yusevskas are successful, they will destroy Judaism. There will be no Zecher, there will be no memory or trace left. He says, I'm going to make a tekiyas kaf, an oath. You're going to swear to me that we, ten Yidin, will preserve Yiddishkeit in the Soviet Union until our last drop of blood. Do you agree? And with a hanged handshake to the Rayats, they agreed and they divided the country among them. And he created an underground Network of flourishing Yiddishkeit. Schools. Rabbanim. Shoichtim. Moyalim. Malamdim. Sudurim. Svarim. Tefillin. Talesim. 600 underground yeshivas in the 20s and 30s. You know what it is to fund a yeshiva? You know how hard it is to fund one yeshiva? This is in the 20s and 30s under Stalin that if you were seen with anything Jewish, you'd be shot on the spot. Stalin killed 50 million of his own people, well more than Hitler. And if we have Judaism today, it's because there was a minion of Jews in the 1920s and 30s that swore to the last drop of blood to preserve the Jewish people. So if you want to know the power of the minion, a minion can destroy the Jewish people, a minion can destroy the base Hamikdash, and a million, million could preserve and rebuild Kal Yisrael. And in this light, we understand the powerful words that the Chavetz Chaim quotes in the Sefer Shmir Salashen, Chelak Sheni Perak Zayin, Hinei Kasuv Hasarim B'Shem Hazayar, Bei Kinnishtachada One Minion, Em Hayu Shomer Midas Hashalom Kedabai, if they would preserve peace properly, Yechoylam Lisko Esabiyas HaMashiach, they could merit becoming a Mashiach. It only takes one minion. The source of minion is the Maraglam, for a very important reason. Because if that's what a minion could do, Lara, then all the blessing of the world and the binion of Eretz Yisrael and Beis Hamikdash, it will only take ten dedicated Jews who come together with sincerity and devotion, and they will rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. Sheibana, Dinheri, Amenu.